Welcome back to the Todd Duncan Podcast. A member of the industry syndicate. This is where success happens. Todd's goal is to transform your business and life through deeper connections, higher trust, and proven strategies to help you win and give you your best life ever. Here's your host, Todd Duncan. Uh, I have been in this business of helping people make wise decisions to run their business and their life and uh, have begun uh, entering literally my 22nd year teaching. And what I love about this, this business is that throughout that history of 22 years, I have gotten so many lessons just watching people and observing people and I've come up with a list of a hundred what I'm calling uh, successisms. If you were at Sales Mastery last year, we began to kind of uh, pitch this idea to you. I had originally called them Toddisms and uh, uh, the genesis of these ideas was that every time I said something in a seminar where somebody said, can you say that again? Um, most of the time it would cause me to reflect on that thing and uh, in a lot of cases, probably more than not, it became a, um, a central part of my, my operating system. In other words, I have a hundred of these single statement ideas that I think can make a difference in your business and your life. And so what we're going to do is we're going to go on a two-year journey. And I'm going to give you one of these per week, and I'm going to have you just take it to heart, use it, apply it, and see what you can do with it. So successism number one is this. If you don't know what's important to you, you'll do the things that aren't. I'm a big believer right now that um, having clarity about what's important to you both on the job and off the job is one of the uh, deciding points of living a life of excellence. And sadly, too many people... Uh, do not have clarity around what's important to them. And so as a result, they end up filling their time with things that ultimately are not important to them. And if I could create one thing in your mind right now, it would be a sense of a hierarchy of values. It would be a sense of realizing that you have a limited amount of time in the day and that in the core areas of your life that are most important to you, including business, there are a couple things that have to get done every day. And I really mean this. I really mean a couple of things. I have uh, a post-it on my, uh, my mirror around my, my ba- in my bathroom that says, you're great at three things. And this has to do with, with my professional uh, uh, efforts and enterprise. But the three things that I'm great at are writing, speaking, and relationship building. So when I do say a couple of things, I mean that. If I could have a perfect business day, it would include one or all three of those things, not, you know, a hundred and two other things that would get in the way of those things getting done. And so it's always a good idea to take inventory of, you know, if you're spending time on the, the, the vital few or if you're spending time on the trivial many. And here's what I know. If you could for 30 days, Take a look at what's critically important to you in all the areas of your life, relational, spiritual, health, whatever. Um, and you were to decide the two or three things that are critically important to you. Um, and you did those things first routinely. You did them, as Darren Hardy talks about, in a way where they became habit. And you could then begin to, day on day, get the compound effect out of those things your life and your business would go through the roof. So my encouragement to you as you begin to contemplate this one, and and again, the successism is if you don't know what's important to you, you'll do the things that aren't. My my encouragement to you is to figure out 
um, you know, what those are. Maybe you have five or six key areas of your life that are important to you, and maybe there's two to three things in each of those areas that you got to focus on. If you do this, I promise you, you'll get more clarity, you'll have more personal fulfillment and joy, and you will begin to make a difference not only in your life, but the lives of those people who are closest to you, your friends, your family, and then obviously your business associates, unlike any other decision you would ever make. It's not about how much you do, it's about doing the right thing first. I want to set this up by telling you a story. Last week I had the chance to speak at a uh, top producers event for a client of ours and there was about 45 people in the audience and you know I always love speaking to top producers because they're dialed in, they're switched on, they usually have skin in the game, they um, are the type of people that make things happen. They move towards a end result, a desired end result because they have purpose, they have clarity and they have the, the ability to actually take action. What I um, what I loved, however, about the end of the event is the CEO of the company got up and he basically said to all 45 people these words, and I'm paraphrasing, but he said, you guys are the best in the company. And I have a firm belief that we need to take care of our best people. And so what I want to let you know is that our company will comp your ticket to sales mastery and we will comp your one-year subscription to the Mortgage Mastery Club. And when you take a, a 45-person audience and you add it up real quickly at about $1,000 per head, this is a leader that said to his 45 best people, I'm going to spend 45 grand right now because I love you and I care about you. Successism number three is give your best to your best so you can get the rest of what they have to give to you. It's a very important successism. Your wife, your husband, they are your best. You should give your best to them so you can get the rest of what they have to give to you. Your kids are your best, so you should give your best to your kids so you can get the rest of what they have to give to you. Um, you look at business and your team is your best. You should give your best to that team so you can get the rest of what they have to give to you. In sales and in sales management, for every population of 10 clients or 10 salespeople, there's two or three that are really, really strong and there's, you know, uh, seven or eight that, uh, you know, are, are not as strong. And so there's a typical misallocation of time. Usually most people give their best to their worst. And it doesn't mean the person themselves is a bad person. It just means there's typically a misallocation of time. And when there's a misallocation of time, then you end up only having left for your best, your worst. If I give my best all day long to my average people, to my, my worst people, then all I have left for my best is usually my worst emotion, my worst energy, um, my worst effectiveness, and it just backfires. If I have 10 clients, you know, I need to reallocate most of my time on the top two or three. I need to give my best to the best so I can get more business from them, I can get more commitment from them, I can get more loyalty from them. Uh, sales management, you could probably double production if you gave more of your time to your top 50% than wasting time on your bottom 50%. So it's a very, it's a very powerful successism. Give your best to your best so you can get the rest of what they have to give to you. I'd like you to practice this in life. Practice allocating your best energy, your best time, and your best contribution to other people to those people that are the best in your life, and you're going to be amazed at what comes back to you, okay? We'll talk to you next week. And um, over my career, I have, uh, I've taught literally millions of people success strategy, and uh, along the way, I oftentimes come up with uh, quotes. I come up with uh, you know phrases or sentences that kind of really appeal to people in terms of something worth writing down, something they want to park on, something that they think could make a difference in their business and their life. I, I label these early on Toddisms. 
at Sales Mastery last year, we referred to them as, a, as successisms, and so we are going to go with that word, successism, uh, and we are at number four right now. Number four is this. 95% of the people go 95% of the way, and they get 5% of what's available to them. Small population of 5% go 100% of the way, and they get 95% of what's available to them. This is referred to as the tipping point, and whether you're building a business, whether you are trying to become a world-class parent, a world-class uh, you know, a partner in a relationship, uh, it, whatever you are trying to do that requires effort, that requires initiative, that requires patience and perseverance and tenacity and stick to applies to this rule. But specifically, when doing business, <clears throat> the 95% rule is so appropriate. I have a friend, Roger and Alicia, right now, husband and wife team that um, I counseled about 18 months ago. They'd been in a two-year startup. They were, you know, very close to, um, you know, running out of money. They were on narrow, narrow margins, and they really felt that they were getting close. They had about 12 to 13 accounts lined up, and not one of the accounts had gone over the edge yet, but they realized that if they gave up now, none of the accounts would, would go over the edge. And so we had a conversation over a weekend, and uh, I encouraged them to keep going. I encouraged them to think differently about what would it take to just get one of those deals closed, and, uh, and they kept going. They decided to be in the 5% group of this little company called Bottle Water Media. And Bottle Water Media is an advertising firm that uses bottles of water to advertise. It's a very powerful, patented idea, and uh, I won't go into it in depth, but they had people almost ready to sign. And I encourage them just to keep going. So if you're building a business and you're prospecting, if you're building a business and you're getting close, if you're you know trying to convert an account and you feel that you're almost there, the one thing you never want to do is you never want to go to the big percentage. It gives up and only gets what's left over, right? So Roger and Alicia kept going, and here we are 18 months later. They converted nine of the 12 accounts. Uh, they ended up buying a, a, a bottling plant and got nine other accounts that came with the bottling plant. And uh, right now, 18 months later, their uh, their company is producing approximately $7 million a year in sales with very healthy margins. The water business is a very uh, high margin business. So I, I give that to you as a story because I want you to test your own stick to I want you to test your own creativity. I want you to test you know, what you're doing to, to keep going. How are you talking yourself into taking the next step? What do you see when you look in the mirror? Are you loving you and motivating you? And are you reminding yourself that, you know, it doesn't matter how close you get to the goal line. What matters is you score. What matters is that you go over the goal line and you get into the end zone and you get the victory. I don't know of a more appropriate successism for anybody that's in business than to keep going. Yeah, um, I have another philosophy. It's never a matter of if, it's only when, and we'll talk about that later on. But this is an important philosophy, the 95% rule. 95% of the people go 95% of the way, and they only get 5% of what's out there. 5% go 100% of the way, and they get 95% of what's out there. So use that in your business, in your life. Keep going, and, uh, and uh, make sure you never give up. And change your strategy if the strategy is not working, and you will be in the small percentage that gets it all. If you want your clients for them during their life. I remember the first time I said this, everybody in the audience kind of howled, and it's gone on to be one of my classic lines. And yet, I think it's a line that most salespeople can really identify with. And that is that we don't do fundamentally a good job retaining clients. 
I learned something early in my sales career from my mentor, Tom Hopkins, and Tom talked about what he called repeat buying cycles, repeat purchase cycles. And almost everybody that sells in the world has clients that are going to need your service more than once, right? And so whether it's, uh, for example, you might be a real estate agent and somebody might be selling their home and or buying a home maybe every five to maybe every 10, 15 years, right? And so the question is, are you in their mind and have you bought enough brain cells from them between purchases where you are the logical next choice? If you're in mortgages, obviously somebody might get a mortgage to get that house every 5, 10, or 15 years. They obviously are going to refinance that mortgage. They might buy a second home. They might buy an investment property. There's all kinds of ways in which you can make the argument that if somebody's going to do a mortgage, um, maybe four or five mortgages in, in a 10-year period of time, you would want to be part of each of those mortgages. No matter what you sell, there are repeat cycles, right? Some are larger than others, and obviously there's affiliated or associated purchases. Like I might buy a copy machine once, but i got to buy ink all the time, right? So we have to look at what do we do to retain clients. Uh, I'll give you one example. So Fletcher Jones Motor Cars, a company here in Newport Beach that sells Mercedes-Benz. I've known the top salesperson there for the better part of 20 years. I came to Orange County when I lived in San Diego to buy a car from him is because I'd been referred to him. And so obviously his acquisition to me was through providing great service to other people, which side training piece here this morning, but very, very important. And what I, uh, what, when I went up there, we connected very well, and I, uh, I ordered my car. And, uh, and now in the 18-year period of time, I bet you there's not a year in which Thomas does not reach out to me five times. I get birthday cards from him. I get um, clippings from and renderings from the next car generation in my class that might be three years down the road. Um, I get uh, an anniversary and New Year's card from him. He's, he understands the principle. If I want Todd to buy cars from me for life, I have to talk to him during his life. And I just find it profound that so many salespeople don't actually have a retention program for their clients. And it's one of the most important decisions you'll ever make because at some point in time, most salespeople realize that it's less expensive to keep clients and to keep them happy and, you know, to work the referral market and to be in, in the way of their next order than it is to go out and find somebody brand new to do business with them again. And obviously, sometimes we have to constantly um, aggregate and acquire new customers. But we also, I think all of us would put our hands up to say we can do a better job retaining customers. So you can have a CRM program, you know, using your database to reach out to them. You can have scheduled calls to people that are routine calls. You can block an hour a day to make five calls a day to your past clients. And, and really, there's no such thing as a past client unless that client is past, P-A-S-S-E-D. Um, otherwise, you know, they are current clients that you're serving. And, the, you know, depending on how you serve them, that will dictate if you get the next piece of business. So I'd like to encourage you to really think through what's your follow-up strategy for people that have already done business with you. And what could you do to take that up a couple of notches? Keep it personalized. All right, but make sure that you're adding value and make sure that you are the guy that they're going to select for their next order for whatever, it, for whatever it is that you sell. Okay, so that's the lesson for today. If you want your clients for life, take care of them during their life. Hey, it's Todd Duncan. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I am super excited about Sales Mastery 2020, the live digital experience. 
This is the first time in the 28 year history of Sales Mastery that we've actually gone entirely digital, responding to the market, and we're gonna be broadcasting the event live. What does this mean for you? Well, first of all, front row access, yes, front row access to the longest running event and most extensive training event in the industry, bar none, and 30 days of access to every session after the event has concluded. No airfare, no hotel reservations, no extra expenses, just cutting edge content from world-class speakers, trainers, and industry experts delivered straight to you in the comfort of your own office or home. Click the link in the show notes and check out the speakers, panels, and agenda. Over 30,000 professionals have already registered. Secure your spot today.